The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. everybody and welcome to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Gene Marks and I'm here with John Adakunis from the Hartford. I'm with the Hart- with the Marks group as well and uh, we have a lot planned for the next, I don't know, John, 20, 25 minutes of talking. And, you know, I was going to ask you this before we even started this podcast is whether or not you wanted to have a little bit of chit chat beforehand. And I'm thinking like, we have such a great guest. I mean, that that's, we're going to talk about Twitter. Nobody wants to hear about what you and I have to say, right? We just want to, they want to hear about Twitter, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm an extremely boring person. I say, let's jump into the social palooza. Yeah, that's, that's what I think as well. So <laughs> we are lucky to have Samantha or Sam, right? We're going to call you Sam, correct, Sam? Yeah. Okay, great. Yes, Samantha, great. Sam, Sam Kelly. Uh, Sam is an award-winning Twitter expert. She's a social media strategist. She's a speaker. She's an author. She's the founder of the Women's Inspire Network. Tell us, Sam, wh- where do you make the most money at? Are you a Twitter influencer? Or are you a, uh, a social media marketer? Where Where does your income come from and how do you help out small businesses? Well, mostly, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's great technology, isn't it, that we can actually do this? <laughs> it is. Um, I'm based in Ireland and um, I, I suppose most of my income would be the training of people on social media, Twitter and LinkedIn in particular, because Twitter is like a lot of people, it's a strange beast to some people, you know, they don't really understand it and they're afraid of it. There's a big fear around it. I think it's because the media, you only hear the bad things, you know, and I think people have a big fear around it. So, um, yeah, Twitter in particular, teaching teaching people how to use it effectively for their business is is really where I excel, I suppose. (laughs) Um, But I also have a team of five and we manage accounts as well for people that don't want to learn. That's awesome. So I, I think that's a good place to start because I think to your point, people are really confused by Twitter. And I think that the default yes, assumption is are. it's where the trolls dwell, right? And it's an easy place to kind of get in, you know, a, a, a back and forth repertoire that might not be the most beneficial. But what is a good way to yeah. think about Twitter as a small business owner? And, you know, especially if you don't have a following and you're just trying to kind of get your name out there, what are some things an owner could do to start kind of establishing a presence and an identity? Well, the first I was at an event today actually and there was a guy there and they weren't on Twitter and I knew they need to be on Twitter because they were in they were targeting chefs and people in the food industry and I was like oh my god you have to go on Twitter because there's so there's such a big foodie community on Twitter and there's a lot of chefs who like to show what they're doing um, and restaurants and stuff and I just set him up in a few minutes and he was like oh my god and he was so surprised and I said now use the hashtag of the event he was at and I retweeted him. So the best way to start is to start by, you know, if you're at an event, for example, use the hashtag that's trending at the event. Um, you know, figure out how your audience there, first of all. You don't have to be there on Twitter. Nobody has to be on Twitter. Um, if you're a small business owner, figure out, you know, if you want to reach uh, 35 to 55-year-olds, um, the biggest, uh, the highest growing demographic actually are the over 55s on Twitter. And if you want to get the attention of journalists, um, like if you're a small business owner we love a bit of free publicity and journalists are always looking for stories they're always looking for inspiring stories and certain topic and if you're an expert in that topic then the journalist will already probably have you on the list so it's about um, if you're a small business owner and you have knowledge to share it's about adding value it's about building relationships 
And it's about helping others. It's actually not really about you at all on Twitter. It's about helping others. And when you help others, you build your own little army of marketers who will do your marketing for you. So Sam, is do you think Twitter is right for every small business? I mean, for example, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that are in manufacturing or, you know, distribution. I mean, they're you know, they're, they're boring, not very sexy companies, you know, but so they're never going to have millions <laughs> of followers, but, um, is, is Twitter, should they, you know, should they say you know, move away and, and not focus on Twitter? Or do you think that there's a role for any small business on that platform? Well, it, no, there's a role for most small business. A solicitor can do really well, a lawyer, um, an accountant. It, it, it's, it's really about what value you can bring to the table. So, okay, if you're an accountant, like what, what do small business owners need? Okay, they all need an accountant. But they also want to learn how to make more money. So if you can actually share content that's about, you know, how to use Instagram, how to do an email marketing campaign, like about other stuff that's helpful to small business owners, but not necessarily about accounting, you will build a loyal network of people who would like to learn from you. And when you have people who want to learn from you, and if someone needs an accountant, they're going to tag you first before anyone else. So it's about standing out from the rest. And no, small business owners don't, not all of them have to be on Twitter. It depends if your customers are there. So if you want to reach decision makers, you want to reach people in the media, if you want to reach small business owners, if you want to reach small business owners, then you need to be on Twitter because all of the small business owners are on Twitter. That's interesting. So, I mean, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like the best way to kind of use that platform is really to establish yourself as a thought leader. And I yes, think to that absolutely. point, yeah. do you feel like it's more important to, to kind of engage within the platform and kind of be part of the conversation? Or to your point, if you're sharing tips and advice, is there a, like a way a, a person using Twitter for a business angle might think about bringing people into like a blog or their website or generating leads, or is it really more kind of keeping the conversation within the, in the context of the platform? Okay, it's all about, okay, there's three different things I always tell people, right? So it's about you bringing value to the table, right? But it's also about um, helping others and sharing their content. But it's really about building relationships. But at the end of the day, we're there to, we run a business, we're there to make money. So you do use Twitter to drive traffic to your website. But why are they going to go to your website? It's only if you're saying something interesting and standing out from everyone else that anyone is going to bother going to your website. And if you put up visuals, videos, pictures, and keep everything consistent, like a consistent message. Like I looked at something um, recently, it was a tweet from a while ago, about two years ago. And I and I was laughing, saying, oh my God, I'm saying the exact same thing even two years ago. It was about people, buy from people, surround yourself with good people. And that includes on Twitter and in real life, you know, ignore the begrudgers and, you know, surround yourself with people who like to celebrate your successes and that are like-minded. And you can find people. If you love kite surfing, for example, if you like kite surfing or skateboarding, you can find a whole community of people that like the same things as you. If you're into sustainability and um, anything to do with the environment, there's a whole community there. There's a community of artists. So whatever community you want to reach, they're on Twitter. Now, Twitter doesn't work for every single person, especially if you want to just sell and look, when I started on Twitter, that's what I wanted to do. I had a different business and I was trying to raise awareness of the fact I was there. I was a small business owner. I felt really isolated and lonely running my business. So it was like at night time when the children were asleep, I started using Twitter. And all I was doing was talking to people. I didn't realize I was building relationships. And just by default, then I got the sales because people were like, this girl is nice. 
she's kind, she helps others. So let me see, what does she do anyway? You know, and then they start looking and having a nosy at your website. There are a lot of lurkers on Twitter. I've had people say to me, oh, I saw that tweet the other day. And I'm like, oh, my God, they didn't even comment. They didn't like but they saw it and they were aware of what was going on and what I was doing. So people do lurk on Twitter. There are a lot of people that are just there just to see what the latest news is, to watch what's happening. So if you have your finger on the pulse and you are an expert in whatever space it is, technology, uh, flowers, whatever it is, if you are leading the way and being a thought leader, people are going to go and look for your tweets and look forward to see what you're saying. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. All right, Sam. So, you know, listen, the bottom line with, with Twitter with a business, and I'm speaking for myself as a business owner, is spending time on Twitter it certainly can be fun. But in the end, I'm, I'm trying to get leads and I'm trying to get sales, yeah. you know, and I'm trying to build a community yeah. so that um, in the end, this turns into dollars for me. So let's assume yeah. that I do yeah. want to go out onto Twitter and I'm going to use it as a platform to try and grow my business. You know, what are some tips? What are some mistakes that I can avoid? Tell us what, oh, what kind of advice you would have for me. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. First of all, okay. The first thing is, um, okay. First of all, make sure your bio, um, Stands out. So on my bio, I have, um, you know, that I, I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm the, the owner of Women's Inspire Network, a Twitter expert, author. But so I'm showing my authority. But then I put in nice people collector. So you can actually be a bit human on Twitter. It's not like a CV, your bio. So make it interesting. Use your photograph rather than your logo if you're a small business owner. Because people buy from people. You can always put your logo in the header part of Twitter. But when you tweet every time, it's nicer if your face, your smiley face comes up. Get a proper photo taken. Get a professional headshot done. And just in a, just yeah. an apologies for an update, but, but when it comes to the photo and also to the, um, you know, to the sort of little bio of yourself, do you change that up frequently or do you leave it the same? Some people have different attitudes. Why do you do that? I change it now and then because I might win an award in the meantime or something and I put in award winning or, you know, whatever's happening. And like, you know, my current picture on my header is me at the Image Businesswoman of the Year Awards. And that was a really good picture. Well, actually, I look really hot in it as well. So like I said, right, I'm going to put that one up. And then I change it. If I have my book coming out, I put up my book. You know, so I do change it up. Yes, absolutely. And people, but I don't change the avatar. I don't change the profile picture. Now, I did change it recently because I had, I cut my hair and I changed the color of my hair. And I do think it's important that you look like your profile photo. So I don't want to meet someone that has a, a picture of this gorgeous, like handsome person. And then I meet them and I don't even recognize them. You know, like it's, it's about looking like your profile photo. So I recognize you when I meet you. But really, you know, the main thing is make sure your bio is really cool. Put a link to your website. Make it easy for us to have a nosy at your website and see what you're doing. Got it. Keep going. Um, and then, what else? What else would you do to, to help yeah. get some leads on Twitter? Okay. Don't connect your Facebook to Twitter. Don't connect um, other pro, other platforms to your Twitter because LinkedIn is not too bad. But like if you put up a Facebook link, 
it comes up as a Facebook link. And Twitter people were a bit snobby about that. And we don't like to click on a Facebook link. I did a Twitter poll on it recently. And 87% of people said they didn't click on Facebook links because they don't want to go to Facebook. When I see that, I think it feels kind of lazy. Like you're not investing the time. It's to very lazy. Engage. But the amount of businesses that do it, it's unbelievable. The amount of and Instagram as well. You see, the thing is, you're trying to build relationships on Twitter. And if I see that you're posting from Instagram, I'm not going to follow you because you're not there. You're on Instagram. You know, mm. you're not going to engage with me. I also make Twitter lists. So Twitter lists are a really good way to fine tune your experience. So let's say the three of us connect on Twitter today. You know, what I would do is I'd put you in a little list of Philadelphia, which I did. Jean will tell you that. I put him on a list called Philadelphia. I like I'm it. I'm going to Philadelphia in April, you know. Um, so I want to build relationships with people in Philadelphia before I get there. Um, I also do the same if I see an event that I'm going to. I put, them on, I put people on a Twitter list that are using the hashtag. And I build relationships and make appointments before I even get there. I have coffee set up, you know, meetings set up for before I even land in the country where the event is, you know, um, and I've done this several times. So if you're going to start on Twitter, make sure your bio is great and then think about, okay, what do I want to be known for? What do I want people to think of when they think of my name? Are they going to think of me? As, oh, that's the expert that talks about this. You need to figure out what your personality is going to be and then you figure out, okay, who do I want to connect with? Now, a really easy way for all of the people listening to this to get started on Twitter is follow me. Say to me, I heard you on Jean's podcast and um, I really enjoyed your podcast or whatever. And then tell me who you would like to connect with. And I will tag people that you might want to connect with because that's what I do. And that's why I've been so successful is because I connect people. I connect the dots. So if you need to connect with dancers or something, or if you need to connect with plumbers or carpenters, I can actually point in the right direction of where those people are and then go into their followers and see who they're talking to. And you will start, um, if there's someone you want to have a coffee with, I have a list called Social Media and Coffee. You can even go into my list and have a look. I've left it open. It's not a private list. I also can build a list of leads. So if I do get people who are commenting and saying, you know, I really enjoyed that blog post, I'd be very interested in one of your workshops, just not now, I put them on a list. I don't call the list leads. I call it something else. You bring up the topic of lists, which is good. Now, sometimes I have lists which are mostly um, you're private, but that's a really good piece of advice. I mean, if I wanted to be a connector to others, say I, I am a manufacturer and say I do have preferred vendors or uh, preferred partners that I work with, I could create, you know, yeah. a, you know, a list of those people, make it public so that anybody that follows me can also have access to that list as well and uh, would get, would, would have that benefit yeah. as being one of my followers. Yes, but you don't want to give away all your all your proprietary goals, you know? information. So, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did once. I was doing a workshop once in a company, and um, their competitor. We looked at their competitor, and their competitor had a list called customers. Oh god! And I was like, no. <laughs> and it was an open list. So, all, so the person I was working with, they were like, oh, going to look at that list later. And I was like, oh my god! You know, they hadn't got it as a private list. If it's a private list, nobody can see it. Now, the reason I keep open this as well is I have a list of impressive females. And when I put that person on a list, if I put Mary on a list called impressive females, how's Mary going to feel? She's going to feel brilliant. She's going to go, oh, my God, you know, I'm on a list of impressive females. So it's going to start the conversation. She's going to say, who is this person that just added me to that list? They're going to have a nosy at your website. And so if you have a list called cool people, which I do, 
I want to keep in contact with those people. They're people that I potentially might work with in the future or I might want to speak at one of my events or something like that. So there's always a reason I have them on the cool people list, but it's usually because they have good content and I enjoy them. So who doesn't want to go on a cool people list, you know? I'd love to be put on a cool people list. <laughs> Make me feel really good. I'm going to create. I'm going to create that list today and put you on it as number one, Sam. Okay. Yay! <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. You see, it'll make me feel good, and it's also going to keep you on my radar. You know. So when what I do is in the morning, I go to my notifications, and then I go to my list, and I engage with one person on my list every day. Saves you time on social media as well. You're not just browsing and looking through the noise, and keeps you focused on your strategy. Another great thing is make sure that, you know, you're using pictures and use Twitter polls, use video, use Twitter Live. Twitter Live is brilliant, you know. And if someone goes live on Twitter, I get notified when one of my followers or someone I'm following goes live on Twitter. And usually it's something really interesting that they're doing or and it could it doesn't have to be about business all the time. One lady, um, I did a sunset. Uh, I went and watched the sun, sun going down and um that person became a client. So she said, oh, I remember you put that sunset up. It was so nice. And she became a customer, you know. Um, so don't underestimate the human in everybody. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting you mentioned the, the kind of adding people to lists and, and getting notified. I had had a tweet that got picked up by a news network in the States a couple of years ago. And um, it didn't elicit yes. the best impressions from, from part of the country. <laughs> so I got added to a lot of lists myself. And it wasn't all yes. the warm, fuzzy yes. feelings. Inside. It wasn't all good. <laughs> Be for, careful what you yes, ask for. for a pretty benign well, tweet. This is it. <laughs> but, don't underestimate. It's like that uh, quote, you know, don't underestimate how, how you make people feel. Like, don't forget that person could be having a horrible day. And then I sometimes go in and surprise small business owners like that I kind of like or I like, like I might see someone putting up a product and then I retweet them and it makes their day. Next thing they're like, oh my God, thank you for the retweet because I retweeted to 52,000 people. And this is someone with just 400 followers. I have another story as well about uh, this man, an older man. He's about, you know, about 60s, retired, whatever. And he lives in County Cork. He's got 500 followers. And I, you know, I engaged him a few times and he, we were talking about walking or something and stuff like that. And then I was on a call with um, the head of Twitter uh, in Europe, right? And I was doing a Skype call about something about a conference I was doing. And he went, yeah, my dad follows you on Twitter. And I was like, what? Who's your dad? And he went, it's Jim in court. I was like, oh, my God, that man in court. His son worked in Twitter. I mean, how the hell was I supposed to know that? It is a small you know? world. And he was like, oh, he was saying, oh, Tweeting Goddess did this today and Tweeting Goddess said this today. <laughs> so it's amazing. The world is so small. Don't know who you're talking to. It's true. And I, I think to that point, too, you know, when when you're making some of these recommendations, it's a lot about being yourself on Twitter and kind of separating you from the, the actual business, but kind of being that, that spokesperson for the business. And I think, you know, a lot of small business owners yeah. feel that it's an extension of them. It's a personal kind of thing that they have. You know, we see more and more yeah. that companies are, are starting to be asked to have opinions on, on what you might call, you know, hot topics or, or kind of controversial issues, yeah. um, especially kind of where, where we are. But what, what is your thought around that? Is it appropriate for someone who's establishing themselves as a business figure on Twitter to engage in social commentary? Is it, is it something where you feel like it, it needs to just more align with the company's values or, or how would someone kind of go about navigating that where they're not excluding an audience, um, but they're also kind of staying true to who they are and what they believe or, or should they believe as a business owner, anything publicly? 
No, I don't. I don't comment. Everyone thinks I don't know anything because <laughs> I just don't get involved. I don't have an opinion on anything. And if people do ask me something like that, I just say um, I have no opinion on that matter. Um, you know, I actually just don't get involved. And that's why my Twitter feed is the nicest, stuffiest feed, really, because I just don't get into those conversations. Like I have a few people that give it, like when I say give out, I don't know if you know, in Ireland it means that I I would you know giving my opinion on sure. something you know sure. I try and keep keep it as positive as possible. I do not comment on president's tweets. I do not comment on the only thing I might comment on is if, if there's some kind of tragedy and it's something that I can give comfort with words about you know. But I wouldn't do anything about. Uh, negativity or controversy i just stay away just right. stay out of it no one really notices anyway that i'm not you know, you know, Sam, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I just, I mean, if you're maybe if you're a journalist or you're a pundit or you're, you know, whatever, that's one thing. But yeah. I think if you're running a small business, um, you know, listen, I don't want to stop people. It's a free country, so you can say what you want out there. But you really do risk, yeah. particularly in these times, of alienating an audience, you know, from you. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I think your Twitter feed should be information and education about your, not only your business, but your industry and a thought leadership role where people are following you to get smarter, um, but not necessarily to hear your opinions about political issues, for example, right? I mean, there's been a big election over here and there's been a lot of upheaval and I've just said nothing. You know, I just haven't given my opinion at all. I did say that I voted all right because I think it's a positive thing to to encourage young young people to vote. So I did say I voted to um, have a great day or whatever. But, you know, I I wouldn't actually get involved or anything like that. And another thing is, you know, it's about, I also talk about what it's like to be a small business owner because I am a small business owner. And even though I'm, I'm probably a bit ahead of a lot of other small businesses, I can share my knowledge and the mistakes I made to help others. Um, and that's really where the Women's Inspire Network came in because I just felt lonely at home running my business online and I just missed that coffee water cooler moment, you know, and I wanted, you know, I wanted to see was I, you know, sometimes you think you're going mad when you're a small business owner and you think, am I a looper here? What am I doing? You know, <laughs> like my husband certainly thinks I'm mad, you know, <laughs> but. You know, I'm not. That's what we go through. It's a roller coaster. And yes, you'll have bad days. And yes, you'll have wonderful days. And then yes, there'll be people that hate you and don't want to work with you. Not everybody's going to like you. I wrote an article on this recently. Now, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm a cappuccino with sprinkles. <laughs> if you don't like cappuccino with sprinkles. <laughs> we'll remember if you don't that. like cappuccino with sprinkles. <laughs> and if you don't like that, then you're not going to like me. But I mean, sure, I have people... I don't get a lot of negative people following me because I have nice people collector in my bio. I'm going to attract nice people, you know? That's good. And the others don't follow me really, you know? Well, Sam, we only have a couple minutes left. So uh, let me recap what we have learned so far in our conversation for, for any business owner that's looking to get into Twitter. Um, you know, your advice is to make sure, first of all, Twitter is the right place for you and that's where your customers are. Um, you're, you're telling us that yeah. we should be updating our bios uh, frequently and keeping them cool and peppy and interesting because they show up everywhere and certainly don't link to your Facebook or your Instagram pages because that's like a Twitter no-no. Making lists is a really Mm -hmm. great idea and sharing them publicly if it's good information that you can share uh, with your customers or your community. Being a thought leader on Twitter is the kind of thing that attracts followers and and increases engagement. 
you mentioned briefly about using Twitter's tools like you know, going live on Twitter, Twitter Live, which is their, their live video streaming tool, as well as you know posting a lot of photos and polls and things like that. And um, just making people yep. feel good. Right. I mean, not not getting too opinionated, but when people are visiting your 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 Twitter page, you want to, you know, grow your community. They should you know, it should be a good positive experience when they do that. And and I think that that is um, it's fantastic advice. Sam, what is your how can people reach you or find you online? What is your Twitter handle if you want to share it with us or uh, or or anything else? Tweeting Goddess. So do feel free if you're listening to this podcast, do feel free to follow me and say you're listening to the podcast. I will absolutely uh, have a look and retweet if you need to connect with someone, just ask me. Um, I also have the Women's Inspire Network, which is an online network. It's global and we do weekly webinars. So the Women's Inspire Network dot com. And um, we have a show, we have a podcast. So it's really fun. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I'm all about community and I'm all about helping others. And trust me, when you help others, they will help you back so much. Yeah. Awesome. Sam, thanks so much for spending time with us today. And, and this was a great conversation. And I think I have one last question I'll try and sneak in. But if I'm a small business owner looking to kind of <laughs> connect with others on, on Twitter, what are your top two hashtags for, for, you know, kind of new small business owners on Twitter to look for to kind of find others like them? Okay, Women's Inspire hashtag is on every Tuesday night, uh, London time, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Um, there's also another one called Business, hashtag business, and then use the hashtag of whatever your business is. But people, uh, there's lots of other ones. Twitter Smarter is, is Madeline Slar. Um, there's lots of different Twitter chats. Uh, I have a friend who has a list of Twitter chats, so if you ask me for it, I'll send you the list. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. So, thank you. Yep. Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us for another edition of the Small Business Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends, visit the Hartford Small Business Ahead blog. Uh, we've got articles, how-tos, videos to help you run your business way more efficiently, I'm sure. Check us out at smallbizahead.com. My name is Gene Marks. I've been speaking with John Adakunas here at the Hartford. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. And everybody, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. 